0: Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. What's up, guys? Ryan here. Thank you for checking out my January 2020 Passive Income Report, where I'm going to be breaking down how successful I was at my online businesses. But first, I just wanted to point something out to you guys. So I have my phone open here to the YouTube studio app and it says that 73.6% of my watch time is from people that aren't subscribed to my channel. So do me a favor and click that subscribe button. I'm gonna hopefully convince YouTube when you watch this video because I'm one of the few YouTubers who talks about passive income businesses, not just in theory, but in practice, because I actually do what I talk about. And then when I publish these income reports that most YouTubers don't do, I actually distinguish my real profit from my revenue instead of just flashing the big revenue numbers at you. So do me a favor, hit that subscribe button if you're not subscribed, and let's get into it. So in January, I made $5,354.35 of profit from Amazon FBA, $870.69 of royalties from Amazon Merch, $1,551.64 $1,551, 64 cents of profit from my drop shipped print on demand sales, $512, 18 cents of profit from Amazon KDP and $310, 71 cents of profit from Google ads on one of my websites. So now I'm going to break down these numbers. All right, Amazon FBA, I did 2046 sales, bringing in $39,090 and five cents of revenue of which I kept $5,354.35 as profit. My profit margin worked out to be around 13%, by the way. My profit always takes into account advertising as well. And a little preview here, but I was not watching my advertising campaigns for my new SKU that I feel like I talk about every income report. It's not really new anymore, but it's still inside the first year, so I'm still not sure if I'm gonna, I'm not sure if it's gonna be a success or not. I'm not gonna cut ties with it within a year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm pumping ad dollars into it, still trying to get it to rank because it's in a very competitive niche. All right, here's my um, sales breakdown from Fetcher, which by the way, guys, if you're an Amazon seller, you need to know your real margins, especially in tax season. And I recommend checking out, it's no longer called Fetcher, it's now called the Jungle Scout Sales Analytics. So they've just kind of wrapped it up in under the Jungle Scout uh, umbrella, but I always put a link in the description. This is software that I personally can't live without because it... It integrates with Seller Central. All you have to do is key in your um, your product cost plus your inbound shipping costs. And then it gives you like your actual numbers whenever you need them for your Amazon business, which people who try to tell me like, oh no, I just do it in a spreadsheet. Like it's, it's either extremely tedious to do right or you're doing it wrong, most likely. Or you're selling one product, which some people only sell one product. Fine, but that's not me. You guys know that's not me. All right, so Jungle Scout uh, sales analytics, well worth the $19 a month. I think it costs... Um, all in all, this is a breakdown of product sales and profitability by SKU names omitted my products that rank either number one organically or near the top of the page. And the, my top three there do actually represent a couple different niches. Um, two of them I think are in the same niche, but anyways, like obviously the closer you rank organically to the top of the page, the better off you're going to be. Uh, my best selling brand though, it is, I have been having to like fend off, Uh, I don't want to call him like a copycat or a hijacker. He's neither. Uh, you know, this is just kind of how Amazon is. When you see something working, what's really stopping you from just jumping in and selling a similar product? Nothing. You know, I mean, I've been crushing this one niche and they have good margins built in, which meant that it's ripe for someone to kind of come in and say, all right, if you're making a 30 something percent profit margin, let me just come in and sell at cost and try to outrank you. And that's what this guy has been doing. Um, it's just kind of the name of the game, really. Uh, I have quality listings. He has quality listings. At least I'll always have him beat in reviews because I'm kind of the incumbent. I've been selling in that niche longer. Um, I'm in brand registry. You know, I'm doing everything I can do. He definitely ripped off some of my images and then kind of broke Amazon's terms of service terms of services with his images, which probably helps him get more clicks in the search results. But I'm not going to be that guy that reports him. I kind of have like a no report approach to amazon i don't want that bad juju on me because i don't want people reporting me like they did on my etsy account when i did nothing wrong and got got me kicked off etsy that's not really how i go about things um anyways my campaign manager stats my a cost on the month was 37.5 percent. i'm really just guilty of not checking often enough i did mention like i think two years ago when i dropped like a thousand dollars i think on take a metrics if you guys have never heard of them uh take a metrics. They are really good. Amazon PPC software. I always put a link in the description. I used them for a while because I used to have more, more FBA SKUs than I do today. Uh, When I initially had jumped in and was like testing a lot and had more time to dedicate to FBA before I was on YouTube and whatnot. And, um, you know, I was not doing a good job managing my PPC. So I used their software, which helps automate up bids, down bids, Etc. You can set like target ACOSs and it literally uses automation to, um, to get you where you want to be. So check out the link in the description. If you want to check out, take a metrics. I also have like a full review and walkthrough in my Amazon FBA course. If you end up using them. Uh, and that's pretty much it for the month. I mean, obviously when I did this income report, I went in and kind of adjusted some of my PPC bids guys. Cause one of the things about PPC is remember like you're competing with other real people. So if they drop their bids and you don't drop yours, you can often become the highest bidder and be overpaying to rank your products on Amazon, which if you're overpaying, that's how you end up with an ACOS of thirty seven point five three percent. Because like this product I'm this is it's really led by the product I'm trying to rank, which is not priced very high. It's priced very competitively. Like I'm basically breaking even like I have two variants. One of them is it's above it's not losing money. The other one is, but they're both floating around zero while I try to rank them. And sometimes that's just the name of the game. Uh, and then real quick, while I wrap up FBA, FBA uh, one of my most popular courses is my FBA course. I spent over a year writing it. It is the most thorough course that you'll find on the internet for Amazon FBA. Literally text, text descriptions, screenshots, video walkthroughs, everything you could possibly need to know to go from knowing nothing about FBA to having your first product or products, plural, which I always recommend if you can afford it. More than one's gonna help you um, increase your likelihood of getting established, getting that profit rolling in. Um, But yeah, my FBA course is also on sale right now if you guys wanna check that out. Moving on to Amazon Merch, I did 295 sales, generating $5,455.13 of revenue, of which I kept $870.69 as a royalty my average royalty was two dollars 95 cents which is actually right around where my average t-shirt price point is like lately i've been uploading shirts at around 15 dollar price points and then when they sell i'll up it to around 17 and then if they get a review maybe up it to 18 or even 20 dollars. and typically i don't use real whole numbers um, i do buy into the pricing psychology side of things where you might knock off a penny or five cents or something like that to um I don't know, kind of add to the perceived value in the customer's eyes. Um, go, go look up pricing psychology. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it basically talks about why you price something at $19.99 versus $20 flat. Um, so yeah, so the average royalty makes a lot of sense. That's all I was trying to say. Um, yeah. And then the real breakdown for the month, uh, not too much to note. I will say my top selling shirt was actually like, before I started recording this, I was looking over at my side monitor, answering a, uh, YouTube comment someone was asking me where I come up with like my single word niche ideas because I have mentioned in videos that like a lot of my shirts are just single words. It's so silly, but it's like, it's it, it works. You can just use impact font, type a word, and then distress it. And I've got videos on my YouTube channel showing you how to do just that or how I do it. Um, my best-selling shirt on the month, I sold 12 of to a single customer. And this is a shirt that in the past has sold 20, to a single customer. And there was no niche research involved. This just like, literally, I swear, just popped into my head one day. Uh, it's, I'm not going to give you the word, but it's, it's one word. All right. It's something you might wear to like a gym or something, you know? And I put the word in big, bold impact font. I mean, you don't have to use impact. There's plenty of other big, bold fonts. Um, impacts just free. And, uh, I just distressed it. And, exported it, put it on Amazon merch and it's made me a bunch of money. So you can see on the month, it made me $67 and 20 cents. So, um, you know, if you're fortunate enough to be in the higher tiers, you don't even really need to like overthink things. You can just be throwing words up and seeing what sells, right. As long as they're not trademarked. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, I'm in the higher tiers now. I don't have to worry as much about it, but when I was in the lower tiers, like I wouldn't just put the word the on a t-shirt and upload it obviously, but, um, words that I thought had a chance of selling, you know, and it's not like I only put text single words on t-shirts, but um, the reason I was mentioning this was because I was just answering a comment on YouTube and it was my best-selling shirt in January. So, Or my best-selling shirt in January was a single word, white font, distressed, no graphic. So as simple as it can pretty much get. January though, this is what I call return season because <laughs> last year in January, I had 43 returns on Amazon merch so if you guys want you know you can if you're new to my channel by the way you can always go back in time if you are just starting out and you're early on in your passive income journey and you want to know what it's like what the grind is like going from nothing to something check out my income reports they're all on YouTube and they're all on my website I always put a link in the description I'm going to link to my 2020 income report in the description but you can always go back on my website and check out the uh, 2019 income report for January where I uh, break down the sh- 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 break down my Amazon merch returns so you can see here I just kind of took a clip from the uh, sales report from back then and put it into into this uh income report but anyways I only had eighteen returns this time around so that was definitely preferable um, to forty three beyond that there isn't too much to mention about Amazon merch I'm really this is my uploads update I am currently. Above the 15,000 mark, I told you guys, I think I said in my, uh, in my December income report, check back with me in February. I think that's what I said. Or no, I think I said it would be in March, check back for my February uh, income report. And by the time I release that, I should be at 20,000 out of 20,000. So right now, kind of the way I'm approaching this is I am creating a lot of like scalable designs where I can kind of swap out a word or two that way I can like quickly create a bunch of them. And then I'm not only uploading to Amazon Merch, but I'm also converting to uh, KDP book covers, which by the way, my friends at Merch Titans have a uh, free tool that you can use to do that. Uh, let me show you it real quick. I think I have the link open, yes I do, right here. I'll put a link in the description, but guys, this is free to use. You literally just set your cover size, your page count, your background color, You upload your images up to, I think, 50 at a time, if I'm not mistaken, Uh, or I could have just made that number up in my head, but I think it's 50 at a time, and you hit convert all, and it just converts them to KDP covers for you, so it's just so easy to do. It's free. Link in the description. Uh, That's my current approach. That's what's helping me knock out my Amazon merch uploads and my KDP uploads, because KDP gives you a 1,000 books a week, which I try to hit every week, and merch gives me about 5,000 more upload slots. So I'm trying to um, max those out using only standard T-shirts and unique designs, albeit uh, similar designs because I'm using a scalable uh, approach. Um, Also, by the way, real quick, uh, my Amazon merch course is on sale this weekend uh, through Sunday night after the Super Bowl. Uh, It's 60% off. So if you guys are interested in learning from me, go ahead and check that out. There's gonna be a link in the description. All right, dropship print-on-demand. This is what I call non-Amazon merch print-on-demand. So I did 281 sales, bringing in $1,551.64 of profit. Uh, My Amazon Seller Central account in the U.S. did 211 sales. My Amazon Seller Central account in the U.K. did nine. My eBay account got one sale, Etsy zero, still still suspended, probably permanently. Uh, Check my channel for the backstory there if you haven't heard. Uh, Redbubble, 45 sales, Spreadshirt, 1 sale, Teepublic, 14, Teespring, 0, Zazzle, 0. Alright, and uh, the real story here, I mean, I'm continuing to upload every day to all these platforms, you know, it's the same designs I'm getting on my Amazon merch account, except for a lot of these platforms limit you to 50 a day, so... I'm just hitting those 50, well, when I say these, I'm not talking about like Amazon Seller Central. I'm talking more about like Redbubble, Spreadshirt, Teespring, Teepublic, and Zazzle, but I'm hitting that 50K, or sorry, 50 a day mark. And I'm also uploading to like Wish through the Printful Integration and Bonanza through the Printful Integration, but those have been pretty much on par with like Teespring and Zazzle for the most part. So if there's ever anything to report on there, I will let you guys know. But so far, I've just been like getting a ton of products uploaded and not seeing any results. All right, so the real story though on the month is that I'm having problems with hijackers and unlike FBA where you can kind of brand register and protect yourself against hijackers with print-on-demand, it's a little bit different. I don't know that I'm really able to protect myself the same way from hijackers with print-on-demand and hijackers in general, I don't want to claim are the problem because I think a lot of times like well, first of all, I don't think it's people. I think it's bots most of the time that just scan through Amazon's catalog for a certain type of product like coffee mugs. And if I have a coffee mug that's sold, it gets a bestseller rank assigned. And then I think that they just create offers on listings that are like 11 ounce white coffee mugs and the bot can just create the offer. And then if they get the sale, cause they just come in and undercut me, um, then they can figure out a way of fulfilling the order. And Unfortunately, I think that's what's happening with a lot of them, but there is one hijacker who is on over 200 of my listings, which is kind of just a big fu to me. And uh, I, you know, I don't think I can use brand registry because I'm not brand registered yet on my print on demand brand. I've been working on that, but there's like a very unfortunate kind of like hiccup or issue getting that trademark done um, without getting into specifics. Like I have to kind of call, a lawyer at the uspto and try to get that figured out but anyways i think i have a way of dealing with this guy unfortunately uh, it's probably going to be at his expense but he's not using the printful integration be or either he is using the printful integration and he's not making money off of the sales because he doesn't know how selling on amazon works and the referral fees and whatnot but i don't think that's the case i think that they probably are fulfilling these orders using some other print on demand service And he's using similar products, but not the actual product that I'm selling, which is against Amazon's terms of service. So I'm doing a little bit of research, but yeah, it's really unfortunate. He's he's jumping on over 200 of my listings. I mean, that's just like, it's just blatant, you know? Any of my hats, it's really the hats, right? I've used the coffee mugs as an example earlier, where I think a lot of people just kind of jump on the coffee mugs. And it is what it is. Coffee mugs are more competitive. Uh, The hats, though, was kind of like a niche that I carved out for myself um, and this guy has just kind of looked at my seller account and just said, "Oh, okay, I'll just jump on everything." And for instance, like I, I had a big success very early in January, catching a uh, trending hat, and made some really nice profits early on. And it was short lived. I mean, trends don't necessarily stay that hot forever. But also, I mean, the same guy like jumped on my best selling listing, and you know undercut me to the point where it's like if I were to undercut him. I'd be losing money, which means that he's probably not using the printful integration, which probably means he's not selling the right product, which probably means I can get him in trouble. You know, it's unfortunate that it has to come to this, but like at some point, where do you draw the line? I mean, he's, he's, he's literally for sure clicked my seller account, looked at what my best sellers were, and just created offers on all of them, undercutting me to the point where I'm surprised he's even making profit. You know, I, I don't know what print on demand production partner he could be using to make profit at the prices he's charging. Cause he's undercutting me by like three to $4 and giving free shipping. And then you factor in Amazon's referral fee for selling on their platform. And he's really not left with almost anything. So I don't know how they're doing it, but you know, like I said, I'll have you updated by the next uh, income report on this one. I'm I'm assuming I'll get it worked out. All right. Here's a breakdown of my profit from my top four platforms. So amazon.com, uh, $1,215 $1,215 a profit, Redbubble, $144, uh, Amazon.co.uk, $124, and Public $32.75. So that wraps up for uh, Dropship Print On Demand. All right, Amazon KDP, I did 262 sales, bringing in $512.18 of profit. My average royalty went up from last month to $1.95 because I had received some reviews on some of my books and increased the prices because that helps them generate more sales and rank better. Uh, So the only thing I'd mention, I guess, I did talk about kind of my KDP upload strategy in the Amazon merch portion of this video where I'm uploading a lot of like converted. It's not like they're necessarily merch designs because they do work as book covers, but they're primarily more merch designs than they are KDP designs and just throwing them up, hitting that 1000 books per week limit right now. I told you why I think it makes sense to just maximize my uploads on both platforms since merch is going to cap out at 20,000. I know I'll be able to shift my focus over to KDP specific eventually. Um, but until then it's just, you know, I'm just hitting those, those limits with merch designs on books. Um, either way, clearly it's working. I mean, $512. This was only, uh, November, December. I think this is like three and a half months since I signed up for KDP. So, uh, still doing quite well, all things considered. And, um, you know, like $512 in a year from now, if I hit that 1000 books per week upload limit every week, yeah, that 512 is going to be a lot higher. And I plan on, I I can't think of why I wouldn't hit that number every single week since I have a system that's making it pretty easy for me to do. You probably noticed the uh, big spike in sales there right around January 22nd. So it was kind of well known, or at least it was floating around like my Facebook group, for instance, which you should check out by the way, if you're not a member, uh, Ryan's method, passive income on Facebook. Uh, that there was a delay in the KDP reporting. So people were kind of suspicious that maybe there were some sales missing when their sales were unexpectedly low in January. And eventually the Amazon engineers figured that out and we saw a big spike, or at least a lot of us saw a big spike in sales on the 22nd. It didn't mean that all of them came in that day. A lot of times it's just like accounting for sales that came in in the past that just didn't show up on our dashboard prior to that. So that's why there was such a big spike that day. Alright, and then um, pretty much for the remainder of KDP to wrap it up, uh, here's my breakdown by market. So United States brought in $437 of, uh, or $438 of paperback royalties. Second place was United Kingdom, and then the rest from there was kind of a wash between Spain, Canada, France, Italy, and Japan. But the cool thing about KDP, guys, if you're not selling on KDP, is that every book you create is uploaded to multiple major amazon international marketplaces now does that mean that like the text is going to translate in your book covers no but as you can see people still buy them sometimes overseas in english english is a pretty popular language on a global scale so uh take advantage you don't have to do anything really for the for that, that expanded network, it just happens automatically. You know, you check a box and then it's done. So uh, take advantage of KDP if you're not. And if you wanna learn from me, I do have a KDP course that outlines like my research tactics, exactly how to get started, um, how to create interiors, covers, how to automate the upload process and do it manually. Um, I cover it all and it is in my Amazon KDP course, which you can always find a link below in the description. All right, and as you guys probably saw in my video from a couple days ago, other ways I made money in 2019. You guys know that I have a website that I made back in college pretty much 10 years ago that is truly passive, that gets really good web traffic. It started as a passion project and um, to this day is still making me money. I've had it appraised and I did not sell it because it's making me recurring passive income. I mean, what more could I ask for? Uh, So on the month, it did $310.71 on Google Ads alone, but yes, there's other ways to monetize Um, web traffic that looks like this. So yeah, it's a pretty popular website. And um, you know I'm tinkering with the idea of kind of shifting my focus towards trying to extract more money out of it. If I do, I'll let you guys know. All right, let's wrap this up. So to recap one last time, FBA brought in $5,300. Amazon Merch brought in 870. Dropship Print On Demand, 1,550. KDP, $512. AdSense, $310. Altogether, the grand total passive income on a month that I would say definitely wasn't my best, but here's the great part about diversifying your passive income streams. If you diversify and everything is just okay, it adds up. So this added up to $8,599.57 of passive income profits. And just as a reminder, guys, like I'm doing this while working a day job and a night job two nights a week I work the night job as a teacher and a big part of how I'm able to get so much done really is just how I see things in my own head. Like I don't think of if things will get done. I I already know they're going to get done before they happen because I've made that decision. It's really just a question of when I will get them done. And uh, as a result, you know, I just keep pushing forward. Yeah, I've been, I've been stretched pretty thin for a little while now trying to get all of this stuff, um, all these systems built but there is an end in sight. Like This is Ryan Hogue passive income, not just Ryan Hogue trades time for money and makes a decent living. right? I'm building the passive systems that one day will hopefully get me where I wanna be. So anyways guys, thank you for checking out this video. Just another reminder, if you're in that 73% of people that watch my video, and aren't subscribed, do me a huge favor and just click that subscribe button. It means the world to me to see that subscriber count go up. If you haven't already, hit that like button as well so that more people can find this video. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, you can hit me up below. I answer and see most of the comments, if not all. And uh, yeah, I'll get back to you and thank you guys. I'll see you at the next video.